right, you guys, welcome back to, gosh, we're on episode 18 here at Sacred Anarchy. So I want to give you guys a warm welcome if you're brand new to our awesome movement, which is truly here to help you to integrate your lower and higher faculties, to be the change you wish to see in the world. And we are getting into some pretty deep stuff tonight. Uh, but before we do get into our subject matter, I just want to give a warm thanks to everyone who's been sharing the podcast. You've been sharing the mystery school. You've been sharing, um, telling people to join the Sacred Anarchy Society, our parallel society. And I just want you to know that I so greatly appreciate it. Chad's appreciates it. Uh, all of the word of mouth stuff is obviously more than uh, appreciated since we understand that the topics that we're talking about, um, we're probably not going to talk about them on social media. So we're going to have to be doing this uh, in the privacy uh, of uh, a Zoom conference uh, inside of the mystery school and in our private uh, parallel society. So you know who you are. I just wanted to give a Big thank you and a warm welcome to all of our new Mystery School uh, students. Gosh, we have had quite a bit in the last seven days. So um, I finally got my my email all sorted out. So I've been sending out lots of uh, informative um newsletters that are just teaching you guys the stuff that's in my head that just got to get out. So if you haven't already joined uh, my mailing list, you can hop on over to sacredanarchy.org join anywhere and get on the mailing list and I'll be sending you some other digestible information that will be things I won't be sharing again on social media. So thank you for the shout outs. Thank you for the shares and Chad, are we ready to get into uh, today's topic? I think we are. Let's let it rip. <laughs> it's a very, very dirty word we're going to discuss today. It's one of the <laughs> dirtiest words in the English language. What is it? Usury. Usury. What usury. is usury? What is usury? Well, I talked about this quite a bit um, about four years ago on my YouTube channel about uh, the Federal Reserve Bank. We're not going to actually take that route tonight. So I know a lot of you guys have watched that episode. I believe it's in the library. Can't really remember exactly where that video is. Um, talking about the, uh, the creature from Jekyll Island, um, Edward Griffin. Uh, we're actually not going to take that route today and talk about the Federal Reserve. We're going to go even further back. We're going to look at some history here. So usury is one of the primary issues of, you guessed it, slavery. And without knowing its origins, which we are true advocates that everything we want to solve that's incorrect or out of alignment in the world today, we have to go back to the roots. It's the only way to get to the root solution. And anybody who has studied, you know, natural medicine, uh, who is into holistic healing knows that you've got to get to the root of the situation. Otherwise, it's just going to keep coming back. Okay, so we've got to get down to the roots. And that's partially what we're getting into tonight. Yep. I love the sum it up quote mm -hmm. uh with a gun a man can rob a bank and with a bank a man can rob the world wow who said that do you know 
no no one that probably is in, in existence <laughs> the bank has eliminated them mm. so usury you is a re uh comes from the latin word usura which means payment for the use of money or interest not money itself but payment for using money mm. or also in vulgar latin which i don't know if that's like latin like naughty word <laughs> this is naughty latin usare to take advantage of which is definitely what we'll explain to you tonight so usury is the practice of making unethical or immoral monetary loans that unfairly enrich the lender, usually at an excessive or illegally high rate of interest charged on borrowed money. You know, last week we talked about hierarchy and and the 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 system put in place that puts some in control of the many. You know, a, a, a small amount of people controlling many, and and I thought that this week it would be a natural progression to talk about one of the main ways that that hierarchical system, hierarchical system, actually can stay, you know, in existence without crumbling, and the ability to keep people enslaved via debt is definitely one of the things that that's holding that whole pyramid together so we what get out of debt the pyramid starts to to crash the system that they've so so lovely created for us to build upon and for them to use us for their power and control yeah what we'll learn is that uh, uh hierarchies of, of you know man man-made control and authority had, had existed uh before us usury came around um usury just allowed for drastically expanding the powers of you know an elite group of people So take it back again. What do Hammurabi, Plato, Charlemagne, Dante, uh, Queen Mary, and Elizabeth have in common? Well, they all condemned, outlawed, or regulated the charging of interest on loans. In fact, until the early 1900s, interest rates in the United States were kept at or near 10%. And up until 1979, loan laws provided some interest rate cap in every state. Then everything changed. Governments and banks put profits before people, and now the lending industry is spiraling out of control. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, so there was, even though there was a, a, a man-made, you know, hierarchy in place from these, these um, monarchical systems, um, monarchy monarchy governments there was still like some kind of morality yeah. of how you could use money and in and, and it it was frowned upon to use money to make money that money was just a means of exchange and not some kind of you know uh way to to enrich oneself well look at like so in today's world you know, you see it all the time, especially in the internet space where it's like, you know, make money while you sleep. 
and this idea of passive income and uh, somehow regarding that a service like is too time consuming or something that we have to do everything in this automated way. And we can kind of see uh, through the lens of this concept of usury, how it has infiltrated the minds of man. I mean, we're going to look at, you know, money here, but, you know, I've been a proponent of money is fake. It's real. It's not real. And it's triggered a lot of people, especially the people that are caught up in the game of money, especially, you know, seeing money on paper, like playing the stock market or, you know, your interest um, or your house, you know, um, appreciating. Uh, we get a about these things, but you know, where does these excitement feelings actually derive from? And I think that's something that we should look at as far as like socially what's been taking place since the infiltration and the escalation of this concept of usury. Well, through the the past 18 uh, episodes, we're, we're laying the, the groundwork for all of the psychological yeah. elements that are in place from birth mm -hmm. through the education system through uh you know your young your 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 young adulthood through uh through middle age etc that that uh create and and foment this system because as we look at, at some ancient great minds they were very very cognitive of money off of money is immoral right and we're not talking like you know we're talking about interest here we're talking about you know not an exchange a, a voluntary exchange of you know here's my earnings from my labors that I produced for your product of your label labors that you produce. This is someone in the middle saying like, well, I'll lend you the money you need to buy that thing at interest. And when you deep, you dive deeper into the modern system, it's the, ma the man in the middle doesn't even have the money to actually loan. He's lying to the, right. the, to, to the, you know, uh, uh, to, to the person you know, being loaned the money, the, which is what the federal reserve is. Exist. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it goes deeper and deeper, but it's, you know, it's really, it's more of a modern pro psychological problem that everybody through their group mind has just accepted right. that this is normal, that it is commonplace that like, well, of course, when you, you know, uh, find the woman you love, you get married and then you go take out a loan to buy a house at interest and then you pay it off until you die and then that's it so it's it's just so ingrained and, and we'll we'll go through several things but here's a uh, uh, another quote from a great great thinker aristotle said the most hated sort of money maker and with the greatest reason is usury which makes a gain out of money itself and not from the natural object of it for money was intended to be used in exchange, but not to increase at interest. And this term interest, which means the birth of money from money, is applied to the breeding of money because the offspring resembles the parent. Wow. Wherefore, of an 
uh, modes of getting wealth, this is the most unnatural. Well, it's interesting before I even landed my eyes on that, right before we read the quote, I was thinking about this egregore of wealth, this like mindset that, you know, to acquire wealth is like the top priority in so many people's lives. And it's been embedded and ingrained and engraved and and you just nailed it with the group mind, you know, being part of the group or the group ego, the group narcissism, like to to really join in on this um, this group of this group mind, which in itself is immoral. Yeah. It well, it's unnatural, is what it is. Totally. You know, I, I you know, we're we we are both Gen Xers, and I think we were the first young generation. Um, at least like later, mid to later Gen Xers that saw like the rise of the 80s, you know, boom of Wall Street and the Donald Trumps and, you know, all the movies about money, Wall Street and Miami Vice. And I remember being very, very young and like watching like Miami Vice or something and, and thinking like, well, of course, I'm going to be a millionaire and have a Lamborghini <laughs> by 30. Oh probably 28 subconscious programming like, from the television. How ridiculous is that? Let's move forward. I mean, I remember being like in fourth grade and my, my mom used to work at a bank and she would give me like her old checks, like the old checkbooks. And then for like playtime, I was like playing with checks. Forging like, your signature. Like, well, I mean the bank, <laughs> the, it was a closed account, but like I would like pretend right you know, like I'm paying bills and like, like it was so glamorous. I mean, I was like 11 years old, <laughs> getting ready to be indoctrinated. So back to the beginning, we're going to talk about the Mesopotamian shekel, which, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there, there was, Metals being used as like random, you know, coins for means of exchange before this, but in somewhere between 600 to 700 BC is when the minting of coins actually started. And we'll get into a little bit later, but the reason that this, that the coins were actually minted were to pay for armies. Oh, wow. It wasn't for it wasn't for economic growth. It wasn't for, you know, this just makes things easier. It was actually for the people at the top of the pyramid to hire armies to invade other lands, to extort more people out of their earnings and their labor. So that's really where it comes from. But OK, so that was a little off script rant. <laughs> uh, so in this uh, 600 to 700 B.C., um, era money replaced bartering as a means of exchange money existed in the form of precious metals precious metals such as silver copper or gold and banks were created to manage it the quote magic of creating money out of thin air had its roots in the ancient city of babylon the practitioners of the craft were known historically as money changers as in change your money from your <laughs> hand to mine well, I cover a lot of the Babylon 
story in the rebirth series um, um, of the crooks, you know, getting kicked out uh, of their town and because they're pickpocketing, you know, the, the Babylonians have always been, you know, shysty, shall we say. And when you come from that mentality, it's kind of like you think about someone who's addicted to drugs and, you know, stealing money out of, you know, your roommate's wallet to get your fix. And it's, it it really is uh, translatable into lower self-enslavement, you know, to be enslaved by, you know, whether it be money or any kind of lower self-enslavement addiction, uh, it all comes from the same place. It all comes from this obsession. Yeah, I mean, uh, with the lower self and the lower faculties. You think like, if coins were minted and money was a, is originally created to hire armies, it's like the ultimate immorality. So bending natural law from the get go, it's like, yeah. you know, if I came to your house and say, "Hey, I I need you," and do you have any other, you know, fighting age men in your house? Uh, sure. Why? Well, I need you to get on my um get on my cart, we're going to go over to the, the neighboring village and kill them. They'd be like, what? Uh, no, nah, I don't, I'm not, I'm okay. I'm just going to like sit here and farm. Well, I'll give you money. Oh, okay. Bribe. Now I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll get on the car. Let's go kill some people. The bribery. So like. bribery appeals to the lower self, right? It appeals to, you know, the survival mode, like the physical, mental, and emotional state of people. So you dangle a dollar bill in front of someone and it's like, you know, you know, that saying, you know, everybody has their price or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know who said yeah, that. Another, another program. Exactly. Running in your, uh, I mean, the, in I your script. One of the, exactly. What do they call it in the computer talk running banyans? <sighs> The little things running in the background constantly. Wow. Like- well, I noticed one of the things, um, common theme is in television is the line in the movie that's, or the, te- the television show, whatever it is, is everybody has secrets. You ever notice that? Like every, yeah. they always have that line. Well, everybody has secrets. Yeah, telling you, it's like okay, so me. you're basically programming the the viewer's mind to to make acceptable that. You know, secrets. Every everybody has bad things that they do. And your point. And my point is, that's what they're doing. Oh, okay. these banksters. So I don't have a secret. I don't have any secrets. I don't have any secrets either. Okay. Clearly, talk about all kinds of crazy shit here. Let's get talk. Let's talk about some other secrets. <laughs> let's do it. Money. So just breaking down this green language, as as it's called. Um, money. Break money down into. Mono I as in one I, and there you've got your little eye of providence on your dollar bill that you've seen. Interesting. I keep having all these like astrological downloads since we've started this episode. And I'll I'll start with this one and I'll backtrack. But, you know, the first thing I thought of is moon and the moon being feminine energy, you know, uh, lunar energy. And this somehow replacing, you know, even the dollar sign, you know, the S with the two lines going through it, that's ISIS, right? So there's already this like feminine lunar uh, symbology attached to money. And again, we've talked about 
the artificial feminine in other episodes. I believe it was the divine mind, if I'm not mistaken, but it's very interesting. So we come very obsessed with this artificial lunar energy. Absolutely. Called money. And uh, I, I don't know if there's many things that gets people more in a emotional state than money. Um, well, there you go. So, so there many, it is. Oh, um, that's not a money of, wound. No, it's not a money, money wound. wound. No, no a money, money wound. wound uh, <laughs> like the largest percentage of domestic violence, uh, you know. It's not money that's the money. problem. It's the lower self-enslavement and How many survival mode. Divorces come from money. The other little download I had astrologically, probably because I'm getting ready to open the life path astrology certification, um, which you'll see on that on the website. But the first thing I thought about was, you know, those little sayings uh, in the Zodiac, it'll have like, I am, I love, I use whatever, like the, each of the Zodiac signs have like a, an I statement or whatever. And Capricorn, I just happened to know this off the top of my head because I'm a Capricorn is I use. And then I Uh-oh. thought, well, Capricorn is really? ruled by Saturn. We've got this very like Saturnian energy when we think about money because of the discipline and, you know, got to get it done and things like that. But it's interesting. Usury. I use as Capricorn. I love that. Better watch out for me, babe. My favorite Kings of Leon song is uh, Usury Somebody. <laughs> Jeez. Is that not it? That's not it. <laughs> one more, one more little uh um factoid that the, you talk about the dollar bill mm-hmm. sign with the, the the two columns and the S. That's mm-hmm. also the ancient symbol for a scourge. Scourge. That's right. Which is Forgot about a that. ancient whip. Look it up, guys. Keep you in line. Scourge. I've actually done a lot of research trying to find images of a scourge just so I could like show, and it's hard to find. It's yeah. like buried. Yeah, I've, I've found it. Oh, you've. Oh, you've I've, found- I've got. I've okay. got some shots. I share them with me. Okay. It's in, it's in the vault. <laughs> it's in the vault. <laughs> so usury was denounced by many religious leaders, kings, and philosophers in the ancient world, and the regulation of usury was to prevent the separation of money from reality. Wow. Money is not a good. It is a measure. Mm. It is fraud to pretend otherwise and constitutes theft. Usury is making money from lending money. It is making money from nothing. This is exactly what is happening today on a colossal scale. That's right. That's right. Wow. I'm going to keep going here because it's it's like... Keep the roll on. So, so if if the ancient world, all these great thinkers, even kings and in uh, inbred queens, mm-hmm. uh, understood that it was a, a a bad measure, you know that it, that it was immoral. What what happened? So several important things arose from the prohibition of usury in history. Firstly. Babylonians who had taken to wandering around Europe in the Middle Ages began to specialize in money lending and other practices which were forbidden to Christians. You know, the Bible's, you know, Old Testament, like multiple passages forbid Christians from 
making money off of other Christians via via lending. So these exploited Christians, both peasants and aristocracy, found themselves being bled dry by usurers, which is why there were sporadic uprisings, imprisonments, and expulsions of the Babylonians throughout Europe. It is one reason why King Edward I, Edward Longshanks of Scotland, expelled these perfidious people from England in 1290. Oliver Cromwell allowed them back when the moral authority of the church was undermined and the king was beheaded in 1649. So, again, like, these, these, uh, you know, these lenders were just kicked all around the, the, the continent because they were, they were doing stuff that, that, that really just put more people in poverty. It, you know, a lot of, a lot of times they didn't, people can't pay them back. Then they become slaves. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, this, this, uh, horrible cycle. So Longshanks, not that he was a great guy. It was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, well, this is, we don't want so, you. well, this is actually in light of what we're talking about here. This is actually something positive. This is an example also of people coming together saying, uh-uh, you know, same thing with Akhenaten. It's like, no, nah, you're out of here. Like people can rally together to say, we've had enough of this. We're not doing this. And things start to shift. Now, you know, the principle of polarity, there's always going to be, you know, a, a force to a different degree, always present, but we can come together to make some changes. Uh, we just have to understand what is going on. And back then it was obvious. So at that point, it still took several yeah, hundred years. This is, this is the point where everything really started to change because in, in, in Western world, because in 1650 is when uh, William of Orange took over. So the house of orange, which is part of the black, you know, Venusian black nobility, like they realized how much power there was in usury to further enslave the population, to build their armories up even larger, to become more and more powerful. You're talking about the rise of, you know, um, you know, England to being the, the foremost superpower um, on the planet, you know, and, and from, I think, 1100 up until that point the primary currency uh in england was called a tally stick it's yeah. actually a wooden stick that you mm -hmm. carved you know carvings in that matched up with another stick that that like had no you know no bearing interest that it was a sound policy i mean it was cumbersome to carry around your sticks everywhere but you know? It reminds me of the the story of Again, Wizard of Oz. A, a moral, somewhat of a moral, uh, um, ex, you know, means of exchange. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the story of what the Wizard of Oz is about, you know, lifting the veil from the wizard who is basically playing the, the role of the government, you know, leading down the yellow brick road. It's all going back to the smoke and mirrors of what we've been fed to believe. Anyway, it's a very interesting story. If you look at uh, the guy who wrote the wizard of Oz, who was, I believe a journalist. 
Uh, yeah, he, I can't he, remember he, off um, the top of my head. Yeah, Frank Oz was a, uh, um, a, uh, a newspaper editor and worked for um, currency reform back in the. And I believe The Wizard sector. of Oz was a children's book. Uh, yeah, I think it started out as a until it became and now it's like the most famous movie ever was. But most people don't even know the esoteric story behind the Wizard of Oz story. And if you look into it, the scarecrow, the lion, it's all going to. Yeah, they all played the uh, tin man, the laborer. Yeah, particular playing a role. political, uh, you know, figures and archetypes in mm-hmm. the um, uh, 1800s. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. So going on. So secondly, uh, gold coins, jewels, and other valuables were deposited with people who held strong boxes, so safes. This was usually with goldsmiths and money money lenders themselves, who more often than not were the one and the same. These loan sharks and scriveners realized that without much chance of being found out, they could charge people for looking at their deposits and then use those deposits, which did not belong to them, to wow. make loans to other people at interest. They soon became rich and powerful. Wow. Oh, no shit. Uh, gold coins are heavy and awkward to carry around. So the customer rows were, whereby the money lenders would issue credit notes to depositors who began to trade these notes between themselves and commercial transactions. Paper money had come into existence. So, so there it is. Yeah. So here it is. And um, I don't want to go it's off on too many, too many tangents, but the first network of these uh, um, um, strong box holders, the little banks were the Templar Knights during the Crusades. They ran a, a, a group of banks from the Middle East up into France and the rest of Europe so that people could travel around and, and take out their deposits wherever they went. Therefore, the Templars became very, very powerful. The shysters. I mean, yep. yeah. this is the Ponzi scheme and it still exists today. Yeah, and this is this is basically the beginning of fractional reserve banking. You know, if you don't know what fractional reserve banking is you need to know it's how you're controlled it's it's why you're in debt it's why you're you know you've got loans piled up everywhere the bank doesn't even have uh maybe three percent of the money loaned out on on hand to to pay back So a new form of usury developed as the swindling moneylenders realized the immoral benefits that could be obtained from such a situation. It became apparent to these thieves that they could go one step further than, than dishonestly using other people's money for financial advantage at no cost to themselves. They could invent money from absolutely nothing. They could issue credit notes with nothing to back them up and put them into circulation as interest-bearing debts. No one would be any the wiser. They could circuit they could they calculated that that they could safely issue notes for up to 10 times more than the gold deposit that they held because the depositors would never ask for their deposits back all at the same time. 
the principle of modern banking was thus established, invent money from nothing, put it into circulation as running cash notes that have to be paid, be paid back with real wealth that is produced from our labor, sit back and become unbelievably wealthy and powerful men, the hidden rulers of nations. So there it is. Yeah, Our so. whole system really goes back to the Babylonian ways, the ways of Babylon, of being a shyster. Like that's what it is. Being a, crim yeah. a, a, a criminal. I don't care what city you drive through. I don't care what law they pretend to pass. I don't care what city you drive through, whether it's a small, small town or uh, of... 30,000 people, 10,000 people, probably a thousand people, or you go through, you know, the densest, uh, densest populated cities in, in this country, you know, New York, Los Angeles, it doesn't matter. The biggest buildings are always the banks. They're always yeah. the banking buildings. It does not matter. Wow. And here is one. Yeah. Where is this picture from? Oh, uh, that's actually my house. <laughs> that's pretty ugly. We would not live there. I like glass and steel. No. Okay. I don't think so. That's not beautiful. That is phallic. That is Osiris. <laughs> so what is uh what is the 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 stats on modern day usury? Where where are people at? So, you know, I just broke down five of the biggest, you know, individual stats. So from smallest to greatest, um, the United States, this is just United States stats. Uh, United States consumers uh, currently hold, um, well, in 2022, they held $195 billion in medical-related debt. Okay, so let's look at that. Let's look at that. Medical-related debt. Why are we in medical-related debt? intentionally i mean we're probably gonna end up doing something on the medical industry but this is crazy yeah well it, all of this is you know the the human is the product here exactly you know this is this this is the modern plantation slavery didn't didn't uh go away in the 1800s no one was emancipated yep. you know constitution the, the, didn't do shit the yeah the, the outcome of the civil war was that the entire nation was enslaved it was just this is slavery. slavery. I mean, look. Yeah, this is political debt slavery. You wonder why? These are the people that fund all of the the uh, all of the elections. Um, they fund all the immoral stuff around. Yeah, the, they the got to keep you sick, so you buy their products. You keep coming back to the doctor. More money in their pocket. You're funding just by by not taking care of yourself, your health. You're funding this usury concept you're you're part of the problem so if we do not start to care capital c about ourselves, right truly do the great work to recognize and be humbled by the work we have still yet to do and it's in the first part i mean this first one medical related debt if we could get people healthy again and more importantly wanting true health. It's one thing to, yeah, I want to get healthy. No, you have to want to from the, from your higher self, 
not from the lower faculties, not because you want to be thin or, you know, because you've got a little cough or whatever. No, it has to be because you love yourself. It's got to come from the higher faculties until we get people carrying on that level, not just the lower self level, because that's how we got into this mess is all the lower self enslavement. It has to come from a higher vibrational uh, perspective. Hell yeah. These are crazy numbers. Yeah. So moving, moving up the ladder, uh, Americans hold $1.1 trillion in credit card debt. So this is just, you know, spending, spending uh, money you do not have on things you probably do not need. Um, I'm not going to say that for everybody because I know people have to float things. Uh, wages have been stagnant for, you know, three decades, four decades. So, you know, wages aren't increasing with the the rate of inflation. So people then funnel over the credit card debt, but that is what this whole system is, is created to do. It is in, literally created to create it, to enslave you so that you have no choice, but to do bad things that, you know, that lead to that keep you in survival mode. So you do in, bad things like rob or steal or uh, make shysty deals, jobs that don't fulfill you play uh, the stock market, all. invest in freaking corrupt companies, work, work for a company that's doing corrupt things, you know, yeah. being, uh, uh, work, you know, working for the, the military, working as a police officer, like working as a prison guard, like, <laughs> like it's just, makes people stuck in that that cycle of debt you said keep you in the reptile brain um next in one sur up survival yeah. mode yeah next uh next one up auto loans uh 1.5 trillion dollars in auto loans so people um you know talking themselves into to vehicles that they can't afford so well and interesting like remember i mean i was buying a new car at this point because i was moving to florida and didn't even have ac but that was when the automobiles, they skyrocketed in prices. I mean, I haven't looked at it since, but it was like, what was it? Like 10, 15, 20% increase in to buy a car. Yeah. 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 It's Even used cars. Jacked up and, you know, jacked up the inflation. So inflation was skywriting and sky they got to keep their, their well, well rolling. Then they purposely cut out the supply. So they quit producing or, you know, pur purposely quit right. producing. Right. To create the demand to be more. So then you've got to pay. It's all manufactured, you guys. Inflation, all of it's freaking manufactured. Uh, so the next one is another another humdinger. Uh, student loans. We're at $1.7 trillion in student loans. So uh, kids being indoctrinated through the school system that they have to get a degree. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't get the degree, they're not going to get a job to make what? Money. money, more money to do more Get things you on the path so, that money is the ultimate yeah. goal. Nothing like uh, starting your life out uh, with big dreams and hopes and and uh, the whole whole life ahead of you. And you're settled with a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in debt. You know, good luck. You know, and the, what and, are they teaching in those schools? Yeah. And the 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 the. The student loans are not 
you cannot declare bankruptcy. There is no way out of them. Yeah. That's it's a life ruiner. There's it's it's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that's that's going on. It's like they got to get them young. That's how they bribe people into thinking like, gosh, you know, if I don't get this, I was this person. If you don't get a go to a good college and get a good job, like you're going to be nobody, you know? And then like, even think about the one that comes to mind for me, the heavy hitter. Yes. The like, you know, Ivy league schools, but also art schools, art schools. I remember I was looking into like, was it FDI? Cause I have a degree in fashion or whatever, but those art schools are so friggin' expensive, but they don't actually teach you how to be an artist because an artist comes from guess where the higher faculty. So you might learn the techniques, right? The techniques of art, but you're not going to actually develop your artistic, true artistic style just by going to these schools. So, you know, it's all, it's all a mind fuck. Yeah. It's just a big cycle. You don't, you know, the reason college costs so much that you have to get a loan in the begin to begin with is that the department of education education was created in 1989 which then gave free money to the students to go to college so when the colleges universities all got hip to that then they just upped their tuition to take advantage of the more the 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 the, the free loans the you know the 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 easy to to get loans for these kids so it just kept you know year after year it's it's like you know, risen to like such a ridiculous rate. I, I couldn't imagine like having to pay $50,000 oh, for, for an undergraduate degree. Free money yeah, somehow specialty. gets people like wanting to go do, oh, if it's free, then I, then I should do it. It's like, but is it ever free? Because what is, what are you actually paying for? Or actually wish I, I should say, what are you actually giving up to take that free thing? Because giving away your freedom, your sovereignty, your true artistic abilities, your true passion, your soul's purpose. What are you really giving up when something is handed to you on a silver platter? So, you know, this education system, I mean, I could go on this forever, but let's go to mortgage loan debt because yeah, there's so the there's the big one. So, I had a house flip yeah. and make all my friggin' money off. Yeah, so mortgage loan debt currently, you know, currently it's uh, as of last year is at 11.2 trillion dollars. So, yeah, that's a chunk. So, you know, why did why did so many people uh, fall fall for their uh, um employers uh, mandate to take a um inject themselves with a um, unverified, untested, you know, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Liquid juice. Liquid juice. Um, because they got a, they got a mortgage. Yeah. 11.2 trillion dollars. They're enslaved to the yeah, mortgage, but then let's to, get to the real root of that. You're enslaved to have a roof over your head. You you're know, enslaved so, because of usury. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so back to, uh, one of the previous slides, I was talking about fractional reserve banking and that this money is being made out of thin air. So uh, approximately here, you're looking at $16 trillion in debt. Um, so these banks maybe have $1.5 trillion on the books to cover $16 trillion in outstanding loans to people that at an interest, you know. It's like immoral to the, you know, 
trillionth power. <laughs> to the trillionth degree. All right. Making me sick. So here's here's your modern day users. Here's the top 25 banks um, uh, by total consolidated assets. This is all of those um, all of those previous um, uh, you know loans all wrapped up into like one bank. So there you go, J.P. Morgan, uh, creator of the Federal Reserve. You know, three three trillion on the books. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citibank. You got your your big four there. Um, those are your those are your uh, you know banks that are that are back in the Federal Reserve system, and it just keeps going down. But and then they just acquire see. each other and create bigger conglomerates. Yeah, it's all you know. And this we're not even getting into the hedge fund you know grossness, but here's some. Major douchebags, Jamie Dimon from Chase, uh, Chase Bank, uh, Bank of America CEO, our buddy Bernie Madoff's mugshot. I just had to throw that on there. Mm. Um, and Jerome Powell, the current uh, the current head of the Federal Reserve. Oh yeah, Larry Fink from BlackRock. I just can't forget about him. Yeah, the guy's a mud. He'll probably end up in American politics soon. And so here's the largest con. This is the biggest, biggest user user in the history of usury. This is the grand champion. The federal the United States Federal Reserve System, which is, if you don't know that it's not part of the United States government, you are yeah. you have to read uh, the Creature of Jekyll Island, um, and and educate yourself because only through knowledge are you going to really like get angry and, and you can and listen act. to the audiobook on youtube yeah yeah <laughs> for it. free yeah edward griffin knocking it out but yeah here so I, I did a quick screenshot as of uh probably 2 p.m today the u.s broke 32 oh. trillion dollars in national debt so again this is money that is, wow. is created out of thin air they just print it and the more that they print the less it's worth so the people that that and the more money they're making, I, I hate to break it to the 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 Bitcoin bros and, you know, the gold standard bros. It doesn't matter what backs your money. It only matters who's in control of it and how exactly. much they print of it. That's what really, really creates the uh, the worth of your worthless money. So this uh, goes back to what I was saying on the very first slide. A nice quote from uh, the first the the, the first dictator um, creator of the Roman Empire took Rome Rome from a a republic to an the empire. And Julius Caesar said there are two things that create, protect, and increase a sovereign's, which means king or queen, rule. Soldiers and money, mm -hmm. both being dependent on each other. Armies need money and money is acquired by the strength of arms. If you lose one, you lose the other. Wow. So this is where, you know, sorry for those that have a patriotic fervor for the U.S. military, but the U.S. military is the reason that 
the Caesars stay in power. That's why they're deployed to all these foreign lands to take over resources, um, you know, pave the way for globalist corporations to do whatever they need to do. You know, as nefarious as it is, they are the armed enforcement wing that keeps this usury system in place. Yeah. It's a heavy one. It's a big one. This is a hard one for a lot of people to uh, digest. Yeah. So I'm very, very difficult. I want to throw some anarchy into the presentation. So then I just had uh, Lysander Spooner's take on Caesar. So Lysander said, it is with government, as Caesar said, it was in war that money and soldiers mutually supported each other, that with money he could hire soldiers and with soldiers extort money. Wow. You know, same with police. They're, they're road pirates. All they, they, they only exist to protect the elite class and collect revenue for the state. Hence the black and white checkerboard. We're not even going to get into the tax system, which is another uh, level of of usury, you know, property tax for things that you already own. Well, if we had a picture of uh, a policeman's hat, you see it all the time on television shows, the black and white checkerboard, you know, the checkerboard floor on the Masonic lodges, but you see the checkerboard everywhere. You see it on the caps of the of the policemen. And that's, you know, that's at the floor level. Like those are doing the floor work, right? The base consciousness work that supports the other levels of the hierarchy. So that's at the bottom. That's at the floor. Yeah. There's Masonic foot soldiers. They so, don't even know it. I know. People kiss their feet. <sighs> All right. So one last one banger. <laughs> Meyer Amschel Rothschild, who is, you know, one of the, the modern kings, creators of the system we have. He'd probably be like the biggie, the biggie smalls of like the the banking world. Uh, Meyer said, you know, Meyer, who, who founded the great international banking house of Rothschild, which through its affiliation with the European Central Bank, still dominates the financial policies of practically every country in the world, including the United States. They are Bank of America, if you do not know. Uh, he said, permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. Back to anarchy. Voting will not fix this. Yeah. You, you as an individual would fix this. So they, they own the politicians. No, no, they own the, the voting machines. They own yeah, and there's all a the whole, aspects, the entire function. Yeah. And that's a whole wormhole in itself, but we can't vote ourselves out of this problem. The way that we do that is we, one, we take care of ourselves. We, we become an, in alignment with natural law. We understand what natural law is first and foremost, and then, uh, and then start to look at our, our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors and making sure those are congruent. That if we say that we want more freedom, then ask yourself, how are you contributing to slavery? And that is a deep question because a lot of people might not have access to this information in this way so that it's digestible. And hopefully we've done a 
an okay job in articulating the the problem of usury, but um, this is this is the great rebirth is looking in the mirror and facing how we individually have contributed to the problem by our own obsession with wealth, our own obsession with money, of uh, our own obsession with the lower self of of getting. And that includes the scarcity motel, the scarcity mentality. You know, are you in scarcity right now? Like, do you have a scarcity mindset? Because that is also contributing to the problem. So it doesn't matter how much money is on the books for you, how much, you know, yearly annual income you're, you're bringing home at the end of a tax year. It doesn't matter how, if you have five cents in the bank or $5 million in the bank. If you are coming from a scarcity mindset, and yes, even the millionaires who are obsessed with money are enslaved to their lower self. So it doesn't matter the money that is in your bank account or how good you look on paper or how not good you look on paper. That paper needs to be burned and dealt with. And the way that we do that is we look at your higher faculties. We have to look at the higher faculties. We have to bring in the the imbalance of that pole. If we are lower self-enslaved, then we have to spend our efforts in our lower and our higher faculties to balance out that pole. So free yourself from mental slavery, free yourself from the system, begin the journey with us. Take the next step. Watch this video. I'm going to give you guys a URL if you haven't already watched the uh, short video that I've made, sacredanarchy.org forward slash special dash invitation 333. And furthermore, if you hate your job or you're not living out your soul's purpose and you want to know what your soul's purpose is, I want to encourage you to look into life path astrology. This is uh, my astrological methodology of reading a birth chart to help decode what your soul's purpose is. So at least that you can begin the journey of knowing what it is so you can eventually work towards achieving it. And so I will be opening the doors to the Life Path Astrology Certification Program this summer, coming soon. I've got a banner on the website right now if you want to add yourself to the wait list, if that's something of interest to you. Otherwise, I I myself and the many Life Path Astrology readers who are now certified would be happy to give you a Life Path Astrology reading so that you can begin this journey. So again, if you want to learn more about that, you could also email me at care at sacredanarchy.org. All right. And if you haven't joined the Sacred Anarchy Society, we're all hanging out waiting for you there. So come check out the Sacred Anarchy Society, sacredanarchy.org forward slash society. You can add yourself. It's absolutely free. Set up a profile, introduce yourself. And if you missed any portion of any of our live casts, it's inside of the mystery school. These are presentation podcasts. So there is video. So depending on where you're watching this, um, I've also finally updated the rumble and bit shoot account. So you can watch them there as well, but we'd love to have you join at the free membership level at the mystery school. And you can get access to all of the live casts that we've done previously and moving forward at sacredanarchy.org forward slash mystery dash school. And Chad, any final words before we sign off? 
As always, thanks for joining and hope you uh, got some knowledge out of what we had to say. Um, please invite your friends and share with anyone else who might be interested. Um, as always, I own me, you own you, agape.